0: Hello world, my name is Hannah, and this is my world, where I am going to be humble, open, and transparent about my journey as the wife, the mom, and the boss. Hello world, and welcome back. So today, um, I kind of want to talk about something that I have addressed before, right? For for those of you who listen um, or have been listening for a while, you have heard me talk about how I am made like Martha. And if you haven't heard me talk about it, go find the episode called Made Like Martha. It's a really good one. But in, in talking about or identifying the fact that I am made like Martha, there's some other things about myself that I realized that I, you know, what helps me realize that I really do have those characteristics of Martha and that I try to either unlearn or find a balance with with being more like Mary. No, I'm not talking about Mary and Martha today, but I am talking about the fact of how as a mom, as a wife and just as a woman that there are times that I you know, I do fall into the comparison trap, but it's not even so much about falling into the comparison trap because it's like, how do I do that unless there is something, some type of standard um, or some type of expectation or some type of goal that I am trying to reach or felt that I needed to reach that I see other moms or other wives or other women reaching that makes me now compare myself to them. Hopefully that makes sense. And and what I'm talking about is is the fact that there are these expectations that have been placed on my life, and if anyone can relate, you know, please let me know, share, sending your listener letters or DM me. Um, but I've realized as an adult that there are expectations that have probably been set on me from childhood that makes me think that oh, this is a standard. Um, This is a cultural standard. This is a societal standard. This is a standard that I'm supposed to be reaching as a woman, or this is a standard I'm supposed to be reaching as a mom, um, or this is a standard that I'm supposed to be reaching as a wife. And these standards or expectations that were placed on me is only reaffirmed um, that I'm supposed to be meeting them when I actually see other people doing it and it's like well if they can do it Hannah you can do it too and so that's how I fall into that comparison trap because now I'm looking at other women other moms other wives who are doing the darn thing and I'm just like well what's wrong with me and why can't I do it too Or why am I having such a hard time reaching it? Or why haven't I not reached it yet when there are women who reached it like at this age or at that age? And so it's a constant, you know, comparison to yourself or of myself. And, you know, I'm pretty sure you all have heard like you are your own worst critic. So for myself, there are also standards that I'm just like, oh, you should have met, you should have done. But again, Where does all of that come from? Where does it start? And so for me, it's just like right now, and I'm a place in my life where I am reviewing all of these things because I realize I've been really negative. I've been very critical of myself. I have not been extending grace. And it's like, girl, stop. Um, Would you be your own best friend? Like, if I, like, seriously, if I knew someone like myself, and yes, I have friends who are very similar to me, but like just if there was a way to clone myself and I was to meet myself and hear the negative thinking or hear the the negative talk or, you know, just see how I treat myself, would I want to be my own best friend? And it's just like, ah. I probably wouldn't because you're a little negative and that was a shocker for me to even come to that revelation or to that reflection because it's like generally speaking I like to think of myself as very optimistic and positive and I am when it comes to external factors but when it comes to internal I can be very critical of myself I can you know be very hard on myself and make things difficult um and I have to kind of think back, well, where does that all start from? And I feel like, you know, yeah, it does go deeply rooted back to like childhood, to things that I was told to do um, or that I needed to do or how I was supposed to carry myself. And I realized that some of these things, um, some of these ways that I have learned or some of these These thoughts on how things are supposed to be done that I have also kind of passed this along to my children, you know, and it's like a never ending cycle of having people or having, you know, adults grow up thinking like, oh, this this can be only this way or this is how it's supposed to be. Which is also why you have a lot of people who are struggling with their own identity, struggling with who they are, struggling with being their authentic self, because now it's like all my life I've been told that I'm supposed to do it this way or that I'm supposed to be that way. And it's like these this false narrative or this, you know, false impression that, you know, you've grown up believing Um it it sounds like like how I have talked um to you guys about you know the whole chasing chasing um perfectionism and and trying to be perfect right uh which I've really been thinking a lot about this because one um I share with you guys about the movie Encanto great film okay hands down I think it's one of Disney's best. Um, not the best, just one of the best. Um, there's a couple that, you know, will give it a real strong run for his money. But we're not here to debate on what's the greatest Disney animation film of all time. Um, but Encanto is a really good movie. I, I love the story. I love, the you know, um, the theme behind it. I, I love everything about it, especially the soundtrack. Uh, but there is a particular song in the movie that had me thinking about what I'm talking about today and the name of the song is what else can i do and um for for those who may be familiar this is the song that Isabella uh one of the the sisters one of Maribel's sisters um sings when she discovers like her true power you know all her life she has you know uh, allow flowers to bloom and she's usually making roses or you know these great little um, arrangements of flowers like the nice pretty little flowers but in an argument that she's having with her sister Mirabelle she happens to grow a cactus and this is the first time that she's ever done this and she's shocked by it so her song starts off with her saying that I just made something unexpected something sharp, something new You know, it's not symmetrical or perfect, but it's beautiful. And I want to stop right there because this song also led me to think of another song from a Disney animation. Um, But before I mention what song that is, I really want to focus on the fact that she's like talking about I just created something new. It's not perfect, but it's beautiful. And um, it is. It makes me think of how a lot of times we grow up and let me let me not just say we because I don't want to speak for others. And you guys know this about me already. But speaking for myself, I think a lot of times, you know, it's unfortunately it's that um a fear of of failing and not normalizing failure and just thinking that everything has to be perfect it's like that um saying that you know either we learned up uh we grew up learning or we pass it along to our kids and that's how practice makes perfect right And it's really false. And I used to say that. I used to be one who believed in that, like, oh, practice makes perfect. You just keep practicing and practicing until you get to perfection. But you really never do get to perfection because if you get to perfection, perfection means that there is no room for error. Perfection means that there is no room for growth. Perfection means that there is no room for you to evolve and to develop and to continue to learn and grow. And so, um... This epiphany happened to me in my adult years and you know, with me being a mom and I was having a conversation with Skylin and I said to her, I was like, No, practice makes better. And I had to retrain her thought process because I used to say to her, practice makes perfect, but I was like, No practice makes better because you practice something to get better at it. And each time you do it is another opportunity for you to get better. So why is it that we have this, this sense of like, things have to be perfect. It has to go a certain way. Like we, when we talk about Perfection. We're talking about absolutes. We're talking about no margin for errors. We're talking about no room for growth. And I just feel like it has, it puts so much pressure, not just on children, but on ourselves when we feel like we have to, you know, perfect a thing and have to master it to the point where it's just like, there's no more room for growth. Because in all honesty, if there's no more room for growth and there's no more room for evolvement, there's no more room for development. And I feel like as long as there's breath in our bodies, that we should always be looking to better ourselves, to become better versions of ourselves and just continue to evolve and to grow. And, you know, it made, like I said, this song and those lyrics, it made me think of a song, Let It Go. frozen and and yes i know overall let it go is talking about like letting go of the past so like yeah we gotta let go of that negative thinking we gotta let go of that you know thinking of practice makes perfect the thinking of like it's about reaching perfectionism um let those thoughts go right but there's another part in the song uh, i think it's in one of the first verses You know, where Elsa is talking about how she can't um, hold it back anymore, that, you know, she she couldn't keep it in as much as she tried. You know how she was taught. Don't let them in. Don't let them see. Be the good girl you always got to be. conceal, Don't feel. Don't let them know that those words right there are teaching us to suppress you know how many times are you know have either we've been told or we've told this to our children or to our nieces and nephews but to a to a child you know like um especially after getting a a beating or disciplined um it's that whole thing don't cry I'm going to give you something more to cry for what what do you mean don't cry like we teach our 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 little boys our our sons that oh man up You know like it's not masculine to cry or yeah we allow little girls to cry but at the same time we also tell them to you know um toughen up you know not to be so emotional or be so sensitive you know like being sensitive is a is a bad thing it's a negative thing like no sensitivity breeds empathy it breeds compassion for one another but we're telling each other like oh no be strong like you're stronger than this like crying is weakness when in fact it takes strength to be vulnerable it takes strength to just let your guard down it takes strength to let people in knowing that they can hurt hurt you you know or cause you pain you know, it takes strength not to be guarded, yet still, these are things that we teach one another, and so I think about the lyrics of these songs, and and these songs that the, you know, kids are, are singing as they watch these animations, and they become catchy tunes, and we sing the songs, but it's like, do you really listen to the words of what you're singing, like, you know, Here it was, yes, in Elsa's story, she had these magical powers, you know, her parents didn't know what to do with it, so they told her, conceal it, don't feel, don't let them know, and so she lived a world of isolation, she, you know, in playing with her sister, she accidentally hurt her, and that was, like, traumatizing to her, which takes me back to failure, here it is, she made a mistake, she messed up, but the, you know, the reaction to that one mess up made her feel like, oh, no, this was wrong. I don't ever want this to happen again. So she lived in isolation in fear that she was going to hurt somebody again that she cared about because of these powers. So she never really learned how to control them or how to express them. And they just continue to grow. And the longer it continued to grow, it sounds like some issues some of us are dealing with, some issues that we were told to just sweep under the rug, some issues where it was like, oh, what happens in this house stays in this house. So instead of actually dealing with it, instead of actually learning how to properly heal from it to let it go, we just let it continue to grow, grow and grow until we can't even manage it no more, or anymore, and so now it explodes, and that's what happened to Elsa, she got upset about something that happened, and all of a sudden it's like, it just, (laughs) you know, and so she had to run away, and, and you know, if you've seen the movie, you know what happens, if you haven't, go watch it, it's a pretty good film. And so it's Frozen 2. But I'm not there. I'm not talking about Frozen 2 today. But these two songs, in all honesty, it to me, I think they're so empowering. Um, and not just for children, but for adults. It's empowering if you take the time to actually listen to the words and see what it's saying. To understand that it's okay to not be okay. It's okay to not be perfect. In fact, your imperfection is perfection you are perfectly imperfect like it's perfect for you to be imperfect because that means that you have room to grow that means that you're still living that means that there's something that you can still learn from you know um the 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 you know continuing to go going back to what else can I do um there's another uh a verse in the song where she talks about how, you know, what could I do if I just grew what I was feeling in the moment? Like, that is where her power lied. Like, her power, her ability, her skill set, her um, ability to do things was capped, right? It was limited because she thought that she had to only color within the lines, that Going outside of the lines, doing something unorthodox, doing something outside the box, having these outside the box thoughts or moments that that was wrong. So it was cat So she never really got to see her ability beyond making rows and rows of picture perfect poses and roses. But that's also in the song. But like, she, it was repetitive, it was cookie cutter, cutter for her, right? Because living in a cookie cutter neighborhood, everything is perfection, everything looks the same, and it gets pretty boring. And for her, it was like, she was hiding behind her smile. I, I believe it even says that in, in the song as well. You know, like, she hides, but she's hiding behind her smile um, because she's over here trying to be what, um, Ambuela, her her grandmother wants her to be what the village, you know thinks of her because, you know, she's a beauty and grace and just, you know, she's just perfect. And so here it is. She's like, I'm not perfect. I'm really not. I really just want to feel. I really just want to be, but I can't because I'm kept in this little box. I'm told that this is what I'm supposed to do. And so she couldn't be her authentic self because she was trying to live accordingly to what others said to her. And I feel like a lot of us, find ourselves in that situation as well which is why we find ourselves on jobs that we shouldn't do because oh mom and dad said oh you should be a lawyer so they push you to go off to law school or they say oh you were supposed to be a doctor so they push you off to medical school and you find yourself doing this job where yeah you may be making a lot of money but you're not happy and money doesn't bring happiness it may solve a lot of problems it may allow you to get through life easier because you know money is is some, is essential to living but it does not bring you happiness and so there's a lot of people who are on dead-end jobs not because they're not making enough money but because it doesn't bring them any happiness is because it doesn't serve their serve their purpose it doesn't feed their purpose it doesn't feed their passion um I remember hearing a preacher speak along um a little while back, a little while back ago um, on on Joseph and how we have labeled Joseph a dreamer. And he was like, Joseph wasn't a dreamer, but we labeled him a dreamer because he interpreted a dream. And so now all of a sudden he was a dreamer, like he had this dream of his own. And, you know, this dream was a prediction of what was to come for his future and then he was also able to interpret the dream of you know the the candle maker in inside of the prison and he was able to interpret the dream of the the um the pharaoh so because he did that we were like oh joseph the dreamer that is what we called him that is what we said he is like he is just the 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 dreamer and the interpreter and he knows about dreams But when you really look at the story of of Joseph, uh, as the the preacher was speaking, Joseph wasn't a dreamer. That wasn't his assignment. (laughs) You know, that maybe have been a skill set that he had or a talent that God gave him that furthered what the original assignment was. But when you look at the story of Joseph and what Joseph was actually able to do for the the children of israel and for his family it wasn't because of his gift it wasn't because of him being a dreamer the him being a dreamer is what allowed him to get into the room (laughs) you know what i'm saying like it it is what got him into the room because by what he did for the the um I think it was the cupbearer for what he did for the cupbearer in prison when the, the Pharaoh was uh, talking about, you know, his dream. And I need somebody to interpret it. The cupbearer remembered him was like, oh, it was this dude inside of the prison that was um, that I know is that can, can tell dreams. So he was able to find his his way in the room because of that gift. But his actual assignment or purpose or calling in life was to be an administrator. Because even when Joseph was inside of um, Potiphar's house, he was put in charge of the house. Like he was the, um, what is it? The house manager and took care of anything. That's administrative. When he was in the prison, he was put in the same situation where he was organizing things. And then when he made it into Pharaoh's house, what was he put up? He was put in charge of administration. But we limit him to just being a dreamer when the actual assignment and the skill set and calling was not only that, but it was also to be administrative. How many of us are, are walking in, in a um? or are, are walking in a career or walking in what we think is our purpose that really isn't the purpose of the assignment on our life. And we never really stop to talk to, to God about it. And we find ourselves, like I said, being unhappy about it, especially if the assignment doesn't line up with something that has always been spoken over us, especially when the assignment does not line up with, you know, where we currently are. In our life, it's like, oh, no, I can't really be doing that. Like nobody else in my family has done that. Where does that come from? That's just totally off. But you're capping yourself. You're at a cap because you're or we're at a cap. I'm at a cap because I'm too focused on what I thought I was supposed to be doing because of what others expected of me or thought that I was supposed to do and you know When you're told like, oh, you're supposed to carry yourself this way or this is what moms do. You know, moms are the primary caregivers. Moms are involved in PTA. Moms are, you know, get involved with the bake sales and they bake the cookies from scratch. And, you know, moms are the ones who go out to the soccer games. Everything involving the children mom takes care of. Mom runs all of that kind of stuff. And the dad goes out and, you know, makes the bread and and brings it back home or, you know, This is what we're told. Like I've shared with you guys a long time ago about how Anthony and I had to sit down and reevaluate like our roles in our children's lives because at the time my job just wasn't as flexible as his. So, you know, here I am taking days off of work, which I enjoy because I enjoy going to the doctor with my kids to find stuff. But it's like here I am taking days off of work. Just to go to a doctor's appointment when the doctor's appointment could have been scheduled on one of the days that Anthony is already off. Like as a part of his <laughs> work schedule, this is like a, a work day This is a non-work day for him. So why not just schedule all the appointments for the kids on his day off so that it's not an issue? It's okay if daddy goes to the doctor because daddy is also a parent and daddy is also involved and engaged. And this is how you help, you know, he's able to help you so that you, mom, don't feel like you have to do everything because you don't. It's a partnership. This is what co-parenting looks like when the both of you are involved and the both of you are doing things for your kids just because you're mom doesn't mean that you're super, you have to be super mom. And being super mom does not mean that you don't ask for help. But we're not taught those things. You know, we, we somehow along the lines for me, I just felt like, oh, yeah, I could be super mom. I see other moms be super mom. I can do it, too. And then pride, you know, swells up inside of me like, oh, no, don't ask for help because then you're not a super mom because you're asking for help when oh my gosh, you need it. You're I'm running myself ragged, you know? And because I'm so consumed with everything that I'm doing, I have no way to really love myself and to spend time with myself and really be my own best friend and and not have the negative thoughts. And and, and see how, you know, my abilities can grow. When I utilize my village, when I take the limits off of myself and not limit myself by feeling like, oh, this is, I I can manage it all by myself and I'm doing this juggling act and, oh, I'm impressing other people with all that I can manage and I can do. Are you really, are you really just tearing yourself down and wearing yourself out? And, you know, there's the, the wife (laughs) part where it's like, oh, you know, cook, cook, you can get the cooking done or, you know, be supportive and all these things and and just be like this phenomenal wife by uplifting and never having a 10% day. But even when you are having a 10% day, still being able to give 100% to your spouse and just be like, spouse, I got this. No, I, no, (laughs) like I'm, I don't have to be a Stepford wife. Stepford wives weren't even real. If you saw the movie, they were robots. But here it is, we're, we're trying to be the Susie Homemakers. We're, we're trying to be the Stepford Wives. We're trying to be the, the one that does it all um, and do it all to perfection. Like be able, oh yeah, I can throw a wonderful party and make everything from scratch and make sure that the house is clean and make sure that the kids got their homework done and still have time to be intimate or, or be affectionate with my husband. Oh yeah, I can do all of that. No, I can't if y'all got it down more power to you i think that's phenomenal but i i don't want to compare myself to you anymore for for those who have it all under control and that you know you got this perfectionism thing down you know you you know exactly how to how to manage it all that's phenomenal maybe i could learn a couple of things you know in helping balance myself but i'm not striving for perfectionism anymore i'm not trying to be perfect because then that's the plateau that's the absolute i can't grow anymore if i hit perfection like there what else is there to learn what else is there to do if i hit that so no um i'm okay with being perfectly imperfect i'm i'm embracing the imperfectness about my parenting, the imperfectness about my, you know, um, being a wife, the imperfectness that it is to be Hannah um, and to be myself. Uh, there's another song as well um, that Skylin loves. It's one of her favorite songs, and it comes from um, Vivo, which is another Disney animation, and it's called... Uh, beat of my own drum and I really like the song it's one of those like empowerment songs for Sky which is why she loves it so much because you know the the young girl in the movie is just talking about how like she's okay with being an outcast like in fact she's like I would rather be a me and not a us now I, it would be a whole nother episode to talk about that, the whole thing like, oh, I'm a loner and I'm good being a loner because we were not created to be alone. Um, I think that's a sense of I, will, I have come to learn that it is a, um, a sense of pride when you're just like, I got it all by myself that because that has been me. I have been the one like, oh, I can handle this. I don't need any help. But no, Hannah, if you for real with yourself, if you're really honest, that's just your pride, not wanting to ask for help. That's just your pride saying that you got this by yourself and that you're okay and that you're an island and you can be on your island by yourself. But nobody really wants to be uh, by themselves and just live alone without any type of connection or fellowship with other people. Right. But what I like about this song is, is that she's like, I bounce to the beat of my own drum I'm a wow in a world full of ho-hums. Like, she's like, I'm different. My hair is colored. Like, I love playing music even though I'm not that good at it. I have fun with it. Like, it's all about just living my life out loud. It's all about enjoying the little idiosyncrasies about... I said that word wrong. I can't ever say that word right. So let me try it a different way. <laughs> it's it's about all the little nuances of, of who she is that she loves. And even for myself, like, I'm like, wow, I'm being empowered uh, by an animation because it's like, what are the little quirks about Hannah that I really love? What are the little quirks about me that I'm just like, oh, I don't care that nobody else gets it, that nobody else, you know, does this, like, this is me and I'm enjoying me. And that's all about embracing yourself. And for me, I will continue to be working on embracing myself because each day I get to learn something different that I wasn't really loving on and now that I can. So I hope you guys can do the same thing. I hope that you guys will bounce to the beat of your own drum. I hope that you will let go of all of those learned negative behaviors of of having to reach perfectionism and starting to just reach for progression and doing better. And I also hope that you all can see what else you can do. And take the caps, take the limits off of your abilities and your skill sets and your talents. And so, more importantly, I just hope you got something out of the episode today. It's always my prayer that you do. And, you know, continue to send in your listener letters to World at zero zero at gmail.com. Continue to, to DM me or leave your comments on my IG at World zero zero. So, until next time, peace out world. Oh, 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 oh,